On the last day of February, there was a five-alarm fire in downtown Montreal. It gutted an old building on Mackay Street below René Levesque Boulevard that for the past eight years served as social housing for the mentally challenged. The building's destruction meant 42 people had to be relocated in a hurry. And though no one was injured or killed, I did see a report that a couple of cats belonging to residents were lost. I don't keep up with the news in Montreal to the extent that a local fire would mean much to me, but my old friend Mara sent me a note that weekend telling me she saw the fire as she drove past that night. The building was a former hotel and was converted into social housing in recent years. This building had a fire, um, I don't know, 15 years ago, and it was rebuilt, and there's been another fire now, so it's, uh, it's always... Older buildings, it's always a danger, and it's always in the back of your mind. Oh boy. Yep. That was the end. For real, this time, of Canada's finest all-male hotel. You can add air quotes to that if you're feeling ironic, and I'm not, really. I did search online for anything about my old place of employment and only came up with one scathing and highly detailed review from an American guest. I hadn't been back since 95, and this was written seven years later, but enough of his complaints sounded valid. He felt the advertising had lied to him. The hotel wasn't close enough to the subway or the gay village or any good restaurants or bars. He hated the decor. The rooms were dingy. Internet access should not mean a phone jack in the lobby you can plug into. He didn't like the cruising aspect of the place, people coming to one's door looking for sex at all hours. He found management overbearing and unhelpful and the staff well-meaning but largely unilingual French. The muffin in cellophane did not, he felt, count as continental breakfast. Oh, and he added in a second posting that his $2,000 laptop was stolen from his room. Not much point in arguing with any of that now. What is it about our pride? Reading all that made me a little sad, because as much as I hated that place at times, I was there for two and a half years, longer than my time at Sejep. And it was every bit as educational, not least because those were the years when I had finished with my classes at Champlain College and Concordia University, where I actually had to live in the world and found myself coming up short. So I made the decision to take a low-wage cleaning job at a gay hotel because there was a recession on and I had bills to pay and I knew there would be a story in it. I took notes and I started reading a lot more, trying to make up for the perceived gaps in my learning. 
It was another kind of school, and not without a few genuine moments of grace. Half the place was gutted in the fire of 95, and I stayed on as a security guard of sorts as they rebuilt, but made a point of getting out before they reopened. I don't miss it. The decor wasn't so great. I did my bit to keep it clean, but who are we kidding? I cut as many corners as the next guy. In my day, the breakfast was all the croissants you could eat, so maybe a muffin is a bit of a letdown. I'm not surprised they didn't spring for the free Wi-Fi. And the manager I knew was actually a decent, soft-spoken guy, and the staff all bilingual to some degree. As for location, or, you know, the fact that it was a hotel built on the gay cruising culture, I don't know, aren't these things a grown-up can figure out in advance? Anyway, it was a long time ago. I remember a lot of good things. I joined the band Sofa soon after taking the job, and we made three of our four albums while I was still working there. There were a few times I'd have to leave a gig on the plateau and head down to work the night shift with my bass in hand. But the manager, Serge, let me come in a little late and add the time at the end of my shift. That was all right. There was also the time I was visiting my dad at home and forgot my wallet there. He drove into town and came to the hotel to leave it for me and stayed for a coffee in the lobby, never having been told what kind of hotel it was. My sister told me later he had phoned her and asked her if she knew just where I was working. We never did get to discussing that. And eventually I got a day shift, and it fell to me to keep the flowers and plants out front watered. That became my favorite part of any day, where I could be outside in the sun and fresh air, not hearing any phones ringing for me. And the flowers, pink and white peonies, looked great when they were in full bloom. What a difference that made. It made the place look like someone cared. And I kind of did. We all, mostly, did. Well, there's nothing there now. It'll probably be condos. Pretty much, episode 44, Peonies on Mackay Street, written and read by Scott Clarkson, music by Louis Armstrong and Garner Firebird. Mm-hmm.